Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Glop News in the life of a conspiracy theorist. Now, the topic that we're going to be talking about is the Antichrist. Okay, the I know, I know, it's like a, a bad B-rated movie sometimes. Like Damien, you go out there seeing the omen happening, you're like, what? and see what next thing I know is supposed to see, you know, the exorcist and the heads are starting supposed to spinning, but it's not going to be that in your face when the Antichrist comes into the world. It's going to come subtly and you're going to be wanting the Antichrist to come into the world. Um, I know for, for everyone else, that's got to sound crazy or lunatic, but truth of the matter is is that when the antichrist does show up well the world will praise him and will be in awe of him <clears throat> so i've got some some theories to throw out here for you that um i don't know I, you know being a conspiracy theorist as i am you know, some of the things I talk about, I even have to scratch my head once in a while and say, whoa, wait a second. Could that be the whole plan? Could that really have been what the whole plan was? And you, I'm going to let you in on the secret. Let you in on the secret. Now, here I want you to understand is that when we um, had our elections here several years back, um, it was believed and spoken by the rabbis that they had met their messiah they had met their messiah and not only had they met their messiah they believed that he was here to make things right with israel and the world and the next thing i knew is you're having jerusalem now being honored by the united states saying that it is <clears throat> their capital and that was a big deal when you had the the American embassy moving to Jerusalem was a shocker to me. I mean, it was like, okay, so we had a destruction of Damascus, which I've always said, even when I was teaching, uh, that was one of the key elements that had not happened yet, that you definitely knew the hour and the time of the fig tree and when it was ready to be bloomed. And then all of a sudden, you have, all of a sudden, you have peace. I mean, literally, think about this for a second. Did America go to war with any country? Did you see where we dropped bombs on any country? Can you see where bombs were dropped, really, around the world anywhere? I mean, not like what we're having right now in Gaza. Think about this for a second, though, guys. All of a sudden, for four years, for four years, the world itself was in a period of peace. And not only was it in a period of peace, but it was, you know, other than the political scenes of being told that, you know, this guy is a lunatic, he's crazy, he's making this country look bad. And I'm talking about President Donald Trump. Conservatives get behind him. He's one of us is one of the things that I kept hearing, you know, he's just like us. And I know many, many times there's been, every time there's been an American president, someone sat there and said that, hey, he could have been the Antichrist. I mean, for crying out loud, Ronald Reagan was believed that he was the Antichrist because his first and middle and last name 
all were six letters in each one of them. So immediately people thought that that was the, the beast incarnate. <clears throat> and so far you had other dictators around the world that were uh, considered being the beast incarnate. The world, the Bible actually tells us that there's going to be many, 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 many antichrist. Anything that goes against the spirit of God is an antichrist spirit. It's the antichrist. It goes up against Christ. Any technically, any religion that does not give honor to Jesus Christ as it's the Lord and Savior uh, is a religion of the antichrist. I mean, this is this is really what the text says. Got to read that book. Got to read the book. And if you want to, you can actually skip to the last chapter of the book and read it, and and you'll pretty much see what I'm talking about. But as as this is going on and happening, and if you need a Bible, let us know. I ship out Bibles free uh, of charge to anywhere uh, around the world. Uh, that's what my goal is. So yes, if you like to have one, please let me know. Um. As this is going on and happening, I'm I'm looking at at things unfolding. And what do I mean by things unfolding? I mean there's a narrative that's always played out, and I always sit back and I make sure I look at all the players that are in the field to see what game and what plays are going to play in this game. And here's something. Four years of peace. Now all of a sudden, literally the hornet's nest has been stirred up again and all hell has broke loose in Gaza. An Islamic terrorist in Jerusalem and all this is happening, you know, as if it was uh, like clockwork. We have America now back into the business of dropping bombs and back in the war business. And all of a sudden, the peace has been lifted. It's as if we had this fake peace for four years, and now we're having the turmoil showing back up for four more years. And it's interesting that the Scripture says for three and a half years, it's going to be a peace, and then three and a half years, it's going to be in chaos, and then it's going to be where you are literally wanting a Messiah to show up. And there are some things that just, just really stood out to me about... Um, Donald Trump. Now, I'll be the first one to admit to you. Yes, I voted for Mr. Trump, Mr. President. Um, and I look at it and go, okay, well, you know, for, for, for even as politically in the arena, I look at that there were certain things about his policies that I actually liked. I liked us not being at war. I liked us being at peace. I liked us, you know, uh, the nation um, getting on it back on track. I was down for people having jobs. So with this, that's the reason why I voted for the man. I've always said that I felt that someone, whoever became the president, really needed to be a businessman to be able to get the, 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 the economy back up and running. And he did. And America and a lot of the rest of the world was very prosperous for these past four years. And then all of a sudden... We get the elite back in, and we're we're actually told that there is an elite, and this time it's no longer a conspiracy theorist that there's an elite. They're made known to the regular p folks who the elite are, which has never happened. 
in any time in our history where you where you you knew without causing a revolution knew who the problems were and the problem makers and then there was a revolution usually happened shortly after that and i swear i felt like they were trying to push us into a civil war here in the united states i swear i thought they were doing it and then it didn't happen more and more and more we're seeing where where the constitution where if you're an american citizen you and you truly are a patriot you have sworn an oath to uphold the constitution it's not a man not a woman not a party not a night, not you know anything else other than upholding the Constitution. And now all of a sudden, you were seeing things that was becoming very unconstitutional. This happened in America. A lady today was handcuffed. Handcuffed in Michigan because she would not close her establishment, her restaurant, her bistro. She would not close her bistro down during the pandemic. And the governor and also the health uh, coordinator of that state went on this thing of saying, you cannot stand for freedom if we are tyranny and telling you to close your shop because there is a pandemic. And yet, without any proof that she was endangering anyone's life, she's been imprisoned now with a $30,000 fine or she has to stay 90 days incarcerated for 90 days. And it's it's just, to me, in America going, how the heck is this happening? Well, what if that was the plan, guys? What if the plan was to sit here and give us these four years that we can look at and see was very prosperous. People had jobs. People didn't sign into an executive order that took somebody's job away. All of a sudden, the American people are recognizing there is this cabal. There's this child ring pornography, whole nightmare of a scenario there. And then on top of that, we're having everything is now starting to tank. And the rest of the world looks as if it's falling off the rails. And what are these are going to be the next four hard years where the people will be crying out for Mr. Trump to come back triumphant. I mean, I, I can't help but notice how many Christian people out there was saying that, you know, because of him and the vice president was the Trumpence. You know, I, I was seeing people sitting there giving more praise to a man that is a flesh who clearly told you that he has not ever asked for forgiveness in his heart. He just takes a little wafer and drinks a little wine and he feels cleansed. Certain things were red flags to me that I recognized and saw after having him in office for four years that I had to sit there and go, wait a second, something's not right. Something, something's off. And then I saw today where a question was asked by him asked him by Fox News saying in the year 2024 do you see yourself possibly running again? And he comes out and says you never know what the whole, the future holds. So immediately you're you're given this notion this idea 
to the conservatives and to the people that are patriotic, they're going to get their men back in office in 2024. They're going to make sure that their election's not going to be rigged and stolen from them. And they're going to go and they're going to mandate and they're going to sit there and hold out with and get him back into office. But what if that was the plan? What if that was the plan? And the scriptures, it talks about having three and a half good years and then three and a half bad years. Essentially, that is the term of one president. Is typically, that is a term for a sitting president of the United States. If he does two terms in office. The scripture is not talking about terms in office. It's talking about a situation, a time, and a date that this event's going to take place. And that within that period of time, you're going to have the good times and then to follow it as the times of bad. We saw a a parallel of this in the book of Genesis and Exodus, where we're, especially in Genesis, where we're shown Joseph is the coat of many colors, and then his brothers sell him into slavery because of their jealousy. And then he's able to be the redeemer for Israel in the drought that was to come because only he would be able to to interpret the dreams that the Pharaoh was going to have. So God had to put him in position to be able to be used for the good times and also for the bad times. And not listen to me on this. Listen to me carefully. If there's one thing I've noticed about scripture and things is that the Bible is repetitive on several key issues. And the thing it's always is about is to two witnesses and the good years and the lean years. When you take, when you break the Bible down from Bible prophecy and everything, you really can look at those two categories and be like, okay, so we know the track and the patience and the direction the prophecy is going by these events as they have unfolded. So we get Trump. For four years, we get Biden, who is the, 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 the lean years, the horrible years, the bad years, the years that make us realize that the world's going to hell in a handbasket. And, and then on top of that, you know, our economy is just tanking and it's bad, it's horrible. And then Trump comes out and says, hey, guys, I'm back. I'm back. I'm running for you, the people, for you, the people. And then the rest of the world's going to look and be like, hey, you know what? That orange skin mother, yeah. When he was in power, we didn't have this shit going on around the world in Israel and everywhere else. Everybody settled the hell down and go back and listen to my podcast that I said I miss my crazy uncle, Donald Trump. Because I do. I'm not going to lie. I do miss him because, you know, that crazy uncle, you're definitely, everybody else's grass is going to be growing up and people are going to be walking on that yard. But you're not going to step on your crazy uncle's yard because that's going to come out with a gun and you know he's got a gun and he's not scared to use it. That's why I, alarm bells went off for me today. I was seeing what took place in Gaza, and I pay attention to these things that take place in Gaza, and I'm looking at Bible prophecy, and I've seen a lot of Christians that were backing Trump, and look, I'm not saying you backed the wrong horse. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, please be aware that he does not claim to be a believer in Jesus Christ as his Lord and Master. And the LGBTQ community loves him. 
and the the other communities love him. And it's a good thing for him to be able to, as a president, as a politician, as a man of the people, to be able to be in touch with each and every person out there. But listen, as much as I like the guy, as much as I enjoyed seeing him and him, you know, speak to people and, and you know, really just put politicians on like what the heck is going on here i loved it i loved every minute of it because i was like okay this is a man that gets the american people and he had my back i still you know i'm not saying that trump is the antichrist i'm just saying take a look at the pattern that is being made here so here here is my thoughts as a believer, Jesus Christ, to be a believer of the one true God, you have to profess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You have to profess that he is the Messiah. You have to profess that he is the Son of God. Of Yehovah, Yehovah, Yahweh, however you want to pronounce it. That he is the Son. And that he didn't leave us comfortless, he gave us the Holy Spirit to dwell inside us so we would be able to tell the fruits of the laborers and the fruit bearers and the ones that have fruit, if it was good fruit or bad fruit. That's what the Holy Spirit's supposed to be. But the one thing the Bible tells us to do is that, yes, you follow your leaders because God has put them there for a purpose and a time, okay? But at the same time, it says, don't have any other gods before the one true God. And I got to be honest with you. A lot of people started to honor and worship Trump as if he was a God. I saw this happen with the Democratic Party with Obama. And that really concerned me. It really concerned me. And it made me recognize that people were not looking at the individual. They were looking at the idea of the individual. The idea uh, Obama never lied. He says, I'm going to come, I'm going to make change. He never told the people what the change was that he was going to bring, but he did. He, he lived up to what he said. At the end of the day, Obama did exactly what he told his people and everyone what he was going to do. And he brought change in America in a way that stripped America from no longer being a Christian nation. He did what he was supposed to do. Tear down the walls of following the one true God and the last nation, the last nation that truly was known as a Christian nation to the world was told the whole world were no longer a Christian nation. And then the conservatives and Christians were in the uproar and they wanted someone that was going to stand for what's right and say that you can have a God and you can believe in God. And we got Trump. Who said he believed in God? He just never told us what God he believed in. And so the, the American people are thinking, because this is how they do things, they make you think that they are equal with you, but you, they're, they're literally playing you. And then when you find out and you take a look at Trump Tower and it's all in gold and you see all of this, this, Symbolism 
and the pantheon of the gods in his tower, and he is giving honor to Apollo. I mean, those of you who don't understand this, Apollo, okay, is actually mentioned in the Bible. It's actually mentioned in the ninth chapter of the book of Revelation at the 11th verse, 9-11, people, 9-11. They have a king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Amadon. In the Greek, he is called Apollyon, Apollo. And it says, the first woe has passed. Behold, two woes are still to come. One thing that my wife pointed out to me, she said, you do realize that it was under his administration that was given the okay to do the rewritable DNA that they did not have to go through the test trials for the vaccine of COVID and that it was his administration that signed into legislation and into executive orders to allow these pharmakia, these magicians, these sorcerers, to create a rewritable DNA vaccine that has literally put people and start to question, and who gets the blame for it is Biden, and the Democrats are getting the blame for it. They believe that these people who have died from the vaccine and stuff is because of Biden's administration and what he has put forth. And yes, he has not been a good person to do a daggum thing for anyone other than his his self. And I do believe the man has dementia. I really do. But this is to say he is the scapegoat for them. A man that should have been put out the pasture and told to retire almost 12 years ago is now the president of the United States. And I am concerned that what's going to end up happening is that he's going to really do a cluster elf in the world. And the world is going to be pointing their fingers at them and the Democrats and anyone that supports the Democrats and their whole ideology, which is absolute insanity right now and in doing so put people's minds against them because now they are the enemy and whoever comes in like the white knight and comes in charging in and saves people in the year 2024 now here's something that's going to really put things in more perspective for you if mr president trump has Apollo as a centerpiece, then that would tell me that that might be the God that he worships. Now, if you know anything about CERN, you know that CERN is trying to open up different dimensions and go into dark matter. And Apollyon, Apollo, is known to be in prison there. He is also known as Eziel, the escape goat. Now, the Catholic Church has told you that the devil's imprisoned in the bombless pit, and that he's going to be released for a little short while. But that's not what the scripture says. There, you, There is not just one bad guy here, guys. For some reason, Satan has been given the title of every fallen angel in 
in the pantheon of the gods, so to speak. He is the all-time bad guy, but you really don't know your enemy if you don't know who your enemy truly is. And if you're finding out that there is no, if you, when you wake up to the truth of what the Bible's teaching you, you recognize that one-third of the angels is walking the earth today. Some of them have been in prison. Some of them have been cast in outer darkness. That is the ones that copulated with the daughters of men that had sex with the daughters of men and created a race of beings that were never supposed to be created, which are the Nephilim. And that genetic nightmare is the reason why we had the flood and why all these civilizations come to an end. And that you find out that even if you go to the ancient text of the Mesopotamian text, you find out that the creator God did put... Over 70, 70 head angels over the 70 nations. And that they had angels that was underneath them. And it was also what was known as the Pantheon of the Gods. And that we see this in the book of Job where they all come to give account of the nations, the 70 nations that came after the Tower of Babel to give account to the one true God, Yahweh, and tell him what's, what has happened in their providences. Now, when you have this unfolding and you take a look at the ancient aliens theory, you recognize the similarities and the truth is in there. We did get a a alien race that came and settled here on the earth that never left. That's been in a prison planet ever since. They left their first estate. And the great, you know, a lot of times people say the greatest thing the devil ever did uh, was convince the world he didn't exist. I'm going to go one step further. The one thing that the... um, that the fallen angel, Hael, Lucifer, what did he do? He convinced the whole world that there was only one evil and that there wasn't multiple evils in this world. That there weren't multiple fallen angels in this world. Now, the elite, the cabal, the Luciferians, the Masons, they they honor this. They recognize this. They glorify this. This is the reason why as a Mason you can believe you have to believe that there is a higher power. But whatever that higher power is and how your path has led you to understand who he is, then that there is your God. So we have the rabbis and the Orthodox Jews saying that they met their Messiah and they know their Messiah. They've met him. They've talked to him. And the only time they've said this was whenever President Donald Trump was in office. And a lot of people uh, thought that maybe it was uh, his, his son-in-law, Kushner. I saw a lot of people thinking that. That maybe it was him. Which means we have a little bit farther down the line to have to worry about the Great Tribulation. 
But what if the clock is already at 15 seconds to midnight? Not a minute, not five, but 15 seconds to midnight. And listen to me. There is an asteroid that is believed that's going to come as close to Earth. And the thing is, is that they've known about this for a long time. And not only have they known about this for a long time, they've been building these underground bunkers. And it's interesting how the scripture says that men will run and hide in caves and in the mountains and under the earth from wormwood from the mountain that is cast into the sea and it is projected that if this asteroid was to come and actually get caught and pulled into our realm it would hit the pacific ocean turning all water to wormwood to poison and so with this you have to understand that these events is taking place is that what happens? What happens if in the year 2024 you have Mr. Trump, President Trump, that he comes back as and comes back as the, the redeemer for the world, to get the world back on track, to give um, make America great again, but also make the world great again. And what if all of a sudden, in the year 2025, on June 8th, 120 days before the start of the Feast of Tabernacles, the number 120 represents the end of mankind. We see this talked about in the book of Genesis where God says, I will man is uh, flesh, I, my spirit will only strive with them for 120 years. Moses lived and died at 120 years, and God himself buried Moses. And so you have Pentecost taking place on June 8, 2025. Then you have September, which will be Rosh Hazan uh, of the Feast of Trumpets. And with this, you're having where scholars do believe that immediately preceding the rapture, of the church. Now, I don't believe that we're going to be raptured. I'm not setting dates. I don't believe that we're going to be raptured out of here in the year 2025. If if we are, praise Jesus. If we're not, thank you, Jesus, for giving us more time. But what I want you to understand is, is that the church has for 100, 100 years now been force-feeding this idea that whenever the shit hits the fan, that we're all going to be beamed up out of here like Scotty. But I tell people all the time, you need to go back and look and see what Jesus says on the Mount of Olives to his disciples when he was talking to them privately in the book of Matthew, chapter 24. It says, they ask, says, tell us when these things be and what will be the sign of your coming, the end of the age. And Jesus answers them and he says, see that no, no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name saying, I am Christ, which means I am a Messiah. And they will lead many astray. And we'll hear of wars and rumors of wars, exactly what's going on right now in the world today. But Jesus tells us, see that you are not alarmed for these must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. These are but the beginning of birth pangs. 
But here's the thing that he goes on to and says in the 24, uh, 24th chapter of the book of Matthew, is verse 15. So when you see the abomination of desolation spoke of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains and let the ones that are in the housetops not go down to take what is in the house. And let the one who is uh, in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And alas, the women who are pregnant. And for those who are nursing infants in those days, I pray that your flight not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be a great tribulation, such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no, not, never, will be. And if those days were not cut short, no human being would be saved. For the sake of the elect, those days will be short. So right there, the elect is in the midst of the tribulation. If it wasn't so, the elect would not be spared. But it clearly tells us that the elect, which means believers in the Messiah, the one true Messiah, Jesus Christ, Yahushua HaMashiach, that we see that these, these false Christ, antichrist, and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. So we understand that the tribulation takes place. The elect is there. The elect is in the world at the tribulation. Not only is the elect there, but then there's an antichrist figure and false prophets that arise in those times. And let me ask you, my conservative Christian Christians, brothers and sisters, how many of you put your hope in a man named Trump? To be able to fix all your woes, to fix all your problems, to stop the great evil of the Illuminati, the great evil of the cabal. How many of you without question, made excuses to yourself, and I'm in this boat, it says confess your sins one to another, to sit there and say, well, he's a, he's a, he's a working man, so he's going to get the nation back on track. How many of us made excuses that when he sat there and said clearly that he never said that he was a sinner. He never confessed his sins to the Father, let alone to the Messiah, Jesus Christ. That he did his little wafer. Not only did he do his little wafer, but he drank his little wine and he felt cleansed. He felt like that was cleansing. How many of you feel that is the only way you're supposed to be a born-again follower of the one true God? Through the Son, Jesus Christ. So if you have these signs and wonders, and so can also lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Jesus says, see, I have told you beforehand. So if they say to you, look, he is in the wilderness. Do not go out. 
But they say, look, he is in the inner rooms. Do not believe it. For as lightning comes from the east and shines to the far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Whenever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. So immediately we're seeing right here that Jesus is telling us, and then he gives us a lesson. What's interesting is that in Jesus' ministry on the earth, he gave us two major examples of his return. The first was going to be his return from the dead, where he was going to be crucified, and was going to be the... Uh, the save the multitudes through his action of redemption to bring us, bought us with a price. Then all of a sudden you see that he says, as in the days of Jonah, so shall be this, the return of the Son of Man. He is saying that he's going to be in the earth for three days and three nights. Just like Jonah was in the belly of the great fish that God created at that particular moment in time, a lot of people don't realize that. They just assume it's a whale or some other fish or a giant megalodine shark that came and just swallowed him up and then spewed him out. No, it says in the scriptures that he was created. The fish was created for that appointed time that God himself created that fish to hold Jonah in his belly and then spew it up. But then also he gives us another sign. He says... Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the signs of the Son of Man and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heavens, of heaven with power and glory. We have this moment in which we are told that is as in the days of Noah. The days of Noah. Tells us as, as, uh, as in the days of Noah. Before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. And it goes into this detail. This detail of, you know, in the days of Noah, they didn't they they were given warnings. How I many of you understood that 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 Noah was for about a hundred plus years was giving warnings to the people that there was a a flood coming. And they're looking at him like he's crazy because he's building this boat. But there's no river, no lake, and it's nowhere near an ocean. And they're thinking this is a crazy old man whose family must dearly love him because they're helping him. But they laughed at him and they mocked him. And then when they entered into the ark, into the covenant of the protection of the ark that God had given him instructions to build and make for the preparation of the flood that was coming. 
when God himself closed the doors on that ark, people came when the water started falling down. Did you know it had not rained in the earth till this moment, this time? You had springs that came up from the ground. Not only did you have springs that came up from the ground, you had, you know, that's how the dew was given. And so with that, man recognizes his demise at the hour in which it's happening. Not because they've listened to the warnings, but at the time in which it's happened. I'm telling you guys, something doesn't sit right with me. You have, in the year 2029, this asteroid Apophis really does look like it's going to be coming in very, very close to us. Not only that, you're having this turmoil where we had three and a half, four years of good, and now we're having clearly what we can clearly see in the world stage, three and a half years. Jesus says that it is going to be within this generation that the renewing and the coming of, the, of Israel as a nation, and if you really go by what a generation is, is 70 to 80 years, and the year 2025 we will be uh, into the time of the 80 years that Israel's been a nation. And not only that, not only that, but as these things start to unfold and happen, on April 13th of 2029, Apophis Wormwood strikes earth. Three and a half years after the Feast of Trumpets, which would take place at the year 2025 in the middle of the Great Tribulation. That would put it at the middle of the Great Tribulation. If that asteroid's coming and then all of a sudden you have someone that everybody's looking at as being their savior. Everybody's wanting to vote him back into power. And he looks to be your savior, and yet this man is the one that signed in the executive orders for RN, uh, rewritable DNA vaccines. And not only that, he started the sixth branch of the U.S. government, which is Space Force. And he clearly tells us, clearly tells us that whenever the enemy comes to us, we will be able to fight them, and we will be able to prevail against them, as if. He is preparing the world for an invasion from an alien race, which for me, I would have to ask, would that be going up against the return of Jesus Christ, thinking that you could fight and wage war against God? And that the alien force that's coming would be what we as believers always said and believe in our heart is the second coming of Christ, Jesus, Yahushua HaMashiach. But to the world, he would be the enemy. He would be an alien force that's coming. And what would happen in the middle of the tribulation with all this stuff that's taking place and happening, that all of a sudden, people just disappeared. And then you have that event. It could be, I could be completely off my rocker. I could be in and out and left filled with this, but please look into it yourselves. Don't take my word for it. Just look into it. Search a matter out.
and just ask yourself, could this be? Could this be exactly what so many believers and Christians have always thought that this would be the return of Jesus Christ would be in this generation? If not, praise Jesus for giving us longer time to be able to bring more people to um, to him. And if our time is at this end, then praise God that we make the right choice and be on the right side of things. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it's just really easy. Just confess that you're a sinner and that you believe with your whole heart that he is the Messiah and that he has cleansed you as white as snow from the sins that you have done. No sin you have done is too great or too big for Jesus Christ to handle. He is waiting for you today. The hand is out there. He's knocking on the door. If you listen to this podcast, there's a reason why you listen to it. As always, please pay attention to your surroundings because you never know what lies around the corner. God bless.